Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you, for your burnt offerings are always before me. I take from your house no bullock, no goats from out of your fold. To the upright I will show the saving power of God. Why do you recite my statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth? Though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you, to the upright I will show the saving power of God. When you do these things, shall I be deaf to it? Or do you think that I, will, I am like yourself? I will correct you by drawing them up before your eyes. He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me. And to him that goes the right way, I will show the salvation of God. The upright, I will show the saving power of God. Well, as it was my custom a couple of weeks ago and is still today, I am here going to reflect a bit upon, upon the psalm. The psalter gets so uh, often ignored in Mass. We say it, we enjoy it, and then we move on. And uh, We tend to preach upon one of the other scripture readings. But I'd like to stay focused on the psalter for a while and let us learn and grow in that the beautiful hymnody of ancient Israel. Now, this particular psalm, Psalm 50, uh, is a psalm of Asaph. If you look it up in your Bibles, that's the first word of the psalm, a psalm of Asaph. Now, who was Asaph? Asaph actually was the grandson of the prophet Samuel, who was the prophet who anointed David as king of Israel. So he's, an, he's a very important character. He was well known in Israel, and he was a friend of David's. And David appointed him to be a song leader, a worshiper, who spent his time in the temple worshiping God. Now, you see, it was the practice in Israel at the time that there were 12 tribes in Israel. And 11 of the tribes were given land. They were given property so that they could, uh, so that they could earn their living by farming, by caring for their land. But there was one tribe, the tribe of Levi, of whom Samuel was a member as well as his grandson Asaph, that were given no land. Their portion in the land was the Lord himself. And so they gave themselves to worship. They gave themselves to praise. They gave themselves to the practice of the studying of the law, the studying of the prophets, and the proclaiming and the teaching of these to the people. And one of the ways that they taught, particularly in the time of King David, was through music, was through the Psalter, because the people could not read or write. In fact, Hebrew at that time was just beginning to become a written language. So they would teach the, teach the scriptures, they would teach the principles of God through song. And Asaph was one of those who was appointed to devote his life to the studying of the law of God and to the proclaiming of it to the people through song. Now, when you read through the Psalms, you'll notice that there are three uh, directions that the Psalms take. And one of those directions is of man praising God, of man giving honor and glory to God, man speaking to God in worship and in praise. And another direction that you see is man speaking to other men about 
the nature of God, about the goodness of God, about the power of God, that man would speak to other men about God through the Psalms. And the third type of Psalm in the Psalter is where God speaks to man through the Psalm. And this is one of those types. Psalm 50 is a Psalm in which God is speaking to us. And one of the themes that you see in the Psalter, as well as in the Law of Moses and in the prophets, particularly the prophet Isaiah, is this calling upon heaven and earth to be the judge of mankind. That nature itself judges mankind and how he lives towards God and how he lives towards his neighbor. And this psalm points out two types of people. Now, the one type of people is those who are breakers of the covenant. Those who do not keep covenant with God. Now, what does that mean to keep covenant? You see, in the Old Testament, to join in covenant is to become a part of a family. In a tribal culture, you had many, many different tribes. And we talk about the 12 tribes of Israel. But there are clans and subclans within those 12 tribes. And they would enter into covenant with one another. And they would say, if anyone wrongs you, I will come to your aid. And if anyone wrongs me, you will come to my aid. We will be one family. And in fact, Abraham, in that great passage in Genesis, joins into covenant with God. He becomes a part of God's family. But there are those who broke the family relationship with God and the family relationship between all the other, all of God's people. And God speaks of them and he calls upon heaven and earth to judge his people. And God says, gather my loyal ones to me, those who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his righteousness for God himself is judge. Listen, my peak people I will speak Israel I will testify against you God your God am I not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you because your burnt offerings are always before you but I will not take a single bull from your house I will not take a goat from your folds for every animal on the planet is mine God says I don't need your sacrifices those who broke covenant are, are described as those who spend a lot of time going to temple, offering sacrifices, giving up prayers, doing all kinds of religious things, but not keeping the promise of the family of God, not living in relationship with God. This was a very important thing because so often in our own lives, maybe we can trust in what we do that are righteous acts and going to mass and, and saying prayers and doing things, but it is the walking in the covenant with God that God is looking for. And how is that covenant expressed? And prophetically, very prophetically and very powerfully, God speaks in this psalm to those who are keeping the proper covenant with him are those who offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. This is Eucharist, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. That we come to God, 
not to blame God because things aren't going well for us, not to lay our petitions before God in such a way that, that we expect God to take care of us and ask, God, why aren't you taking better care of us? But to come to God in regardless of our circumstances, regardless of what we're going through, we come to God with a sacrifice of thanksgiving, being able to thank God even in the hard times, knowing that God always takes care of us. And God says, do not rebuke my discipline. Now, a lot of times we think of discipline as punishment, right? Because we discipline our children when we punish them. But no, it is not punishment. It is training. It is teaching. It is guidance. It's more like a coach disciplining his, his, his team, his, his, uh, the players under him, training them to be better, telling do a few more push-ups, run a few more laps. Not punishment, but training, preparation for life, preparation for living the life that God has called us to live. That is the discipline God calls us to. And in the midst of that discipline, and it's not always easy, to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, to offer Eucharist to God. This psalm speaks very prophetically about Christ who was rejected by those who practiced, did all the religious practices, the scribes and the Pharisees who, who controlled the temple and who offered sacrifices every day and offered prayers many times a day, but their hearts did not belong to God. And so they rejected the Messiah and the Messiah created a new covenant, a new family in his blood. And the institution of that new covenant, of that new family, was the Eucharist, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So whatever we are going through today, whether our lives are going e are on an easy road right now or whether our lives are on a hard road right now, let us always remember to offer thanks to God, to offer a prayer of thanksgiving, and to live in that family relationship with God and our Lord Jesus Christ and with all who are called by his name.